You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And good morning or good afternoon, whatever the case may be. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Weber, host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And uh, we have, have a show. It's, it's really about anything. We love talking about dogs and cats. Um, if you want in and a bunch of ways to do that, we'll go through that in just a second. Go ahead and do so, and I will get an answer for you. I have a pretty good network of, of colleagues that pretty much do everything. So we're here for you. Uh, we are a informational, the only call-in, live call-in show here on Pet Life Radio. And um, so let me give you some numbers, some ways to get a hold of me. Firstly, 877-385-8882. Once again, toll-free, 877-385-8882. You can also just come on to, you know, log in to PetLifeRadio.com. You click on the Ask the Vets tab on the left, and then it's going to take you to our page, and you're going to see a little box that's going to say, join in the conversation. Just Join in the conversation. Type away. We'll see it coming, and we'll go ahead and, and converse that way. Lastly, you can go ahead and email me at Dr. Jeff. That's drjeff at petliferadio.com, and um, I will get that forwarded to me ASAP, and we can answer your questions as well. You know, we know you're out there listening, and we, we're trying to induce some conversation. We're trying to encourage you to call in. As a matter of fact, our sponsors, ProSense Pet Products and Kong, have been offering and giving away free product to anybody who calls in about anything. I love talking dogs and cats. I have many of my own. I have actually five dogs and five cats, and they're amazing. Two Labradors, two French Bulldogs, and a Labradoodle, and I have great mutt cats that have all been adopted from my hospital and are just amazing. I think when cats come into my house with the, you know all the dogs and the commotion and the other cats, they settle right away, and I often joke that all of my cats read the dog book by mistake. I mean, they are like dogs. They want to cuddle. They're jumping up on your lap. They're jumping up in bed. I think one of my, the limiting factors right now for me getting more pets is just they, I can't find a bed bigger than a California king. They're all sleeping right on top of me, which is the way it's supposed to be. Anyway, so you have to pick up the phone, log on, 877-385-8882. Let's hear from you. Again, a free ProSense or Kong product going out to you. And um, we are actually not this week, but next week, starting a week from Wednesday, is the Global Pet Expo. And many of us from the Pet Life Radio team will be in Orlando, Florida at the big Global Pet Expo. Looking forward to that one. If anyone who wants to, have you ever seen or been to a show like this, this is it. This is like this and the backer shows. These are shows that sort of everybody comes. Super Zoo is another one. But they're great, great shows where everybody gets to show off their new products. And most people walking the show are owners, they're buyers from the big stores or from pet stores. And they want to see what manufacturers are doing nowadays. And I'm always fascinated. There's some pretty cool products that I see every single year. And I'm sure this year will be no different. We're going to see some great stuff. So over the uh, last couple of weeks, well, we I've been doing a series because so many of you are afraid to call in or are afraid to join in the conversation. And since I love talking about animals, I my goal has always been what I like to call practical medicine. And I think one of the problems that I see, and, and any of you, I'm sure you've been to, to a veterinarian with your pets, everything has gotten so darn expensive and everything is so high tech 
my premise has always been that we don't need that. Not we don't need it. I should, I should rephrase that. We don't need it at the start. It's great to have. I have the toys in my practice. I do ultrasounds like every day. I have laser therapy. I have laser surgery. I mean, I have the toys. But the key is you can't forget the basics. And I think what's happening is because of all the technology and because of all the high-tech medicine, and that is what students are exposed to when they go to veterinary school. And it's the norm. You're at the teaching hospital. And when you see those cases at a teaching hospital, you are seeing, and many of you who listen to the show, I've used this a lot, the zebras. You're seeing the zebras. What do I mean by that? My favorite expression, I, I use it all the time. It's a little, a little saying, a, a riddle. You're running along the beach in Malibu, and you hear hoofbeats chasing you from behind. What are you thinking, horses or zebras? And clearly the answer is horses. Well, the zebra, it's not that it can't be a zebra. It's possible, but less likely. And I think when a case, a medical or a surgical case, gets to a university teaching hospital, that is a very highly specialized group. And that means the local either couldn't do it or couldn't get an answer because of the bizarre nature of the case. Then they might send it if they have one in their town to a local specialist. But ultimately, it may end up at the university. Well, unless the university has what's called a community clinic where they're getting kind of run-of-the-mill, everyday kinds of cases, think about what a veterinary student is exposed to all the time. They're exposed to these really bizarre cases that they may never see in their practice life. Never. Yet, by being in the vet school, they think it's normal. So when you go to this young veterinarian who's eager and wants to do everything right, what do they do? They start going to all those high-tech diagnostics because that's all they know. They forgot, and this may mean something to some of you, it may not, but back 35 years ago, longer, 40 years ago, I, you know, I wanted to be a veteran since I was little. And I read books by an author, he was a veterinarian, under the pen name James Harriet. All Creatures Great and Small, All Things Bright and Beautiful. I mean, he wrote a number of books. And they were all about his experiences in the countryside of Scotland, where he practiced. And there was no ultrasound machine. There was no x-ray machine. They didn't have endoscopy and laser. And yet this guy was just an amazing vet. And how did he do it? He did it by connecting with the patient and with the owners, the farmers, the ranchers. And he got a thorough history and he used his hands and his nose. And, and I mean, there's so many ways that you can just like, for example, a yeast infection in the ear. You don't need us. Yes, you have to do cytology nowadays. You want to get confirmation. But the truth of the matter is anyone who's been practicing is worth their weight in anything knows the smell and the look of a yeast infection in a canine ear. All right. So it's, it's a matter of getting back to basics. So always the premise of my show has been let me educate you as best I can to some of those basics. So when you walk into that vet's office, you don't have to feel like you know nothing. You don't have to feel like they could take advantage of you because you, you're just at their mercy. And it's okay to question. It's okay to say, gee, doc, that seems like a lot of tests. What's your gut? What do you think is going on? And he or she will give the answer. Say, why don't we test for that one first? Why do that other test? You, I, you may get your answer by the x-ray. Why are you going to run to an ultrasound or a CT or an MRI? It's a back case, a disc. Narrow it down by the, your physical exam. You could tell so much from a physical exam. I always feel like, like you know, if you ever watch that show House MD, Gregory House, that's what it's all about. By looking at your clues, making up a, a big board, putting the possibilities, and ruling many things out by nature of saying things like, well, it can't be that because if it were, then the dog would be doing X, Y, Z as well. And he's not. So 
yeah, it could be, but you know, we're going to put that way lower on our list for now. And it's a matter of getting game plan. I call it practical medicine, and it really is – it's a lost art. And um, interestingly, I wrote an article in one of the veterinary journals about this a couple of years ago. I thought I was going to get blasted I, because all these big specialties and, and the specialists and these students getting out with all this amazing knowledge, I thought they were going to say, oh, my God, you're just like a hokey guy. Well, I got to tell you, I got so many positive letters from veterinarians all over the country saying, hallelujah, it's about time someone spoke up because all of us that have been practicing for a long time, and for me, it's over 30 years, are so disenchanted with what's coming out of school because they just don't know any better. They're learning the wrong way. And I think the educators are starting to see it now as well, which is great. So anyway, that's why we're here. So we've been covering eyes. We're going through organ systems. I'm just trying to give you a, a broad view. And I, therefore, I do want to hear from you. 877-385-8882. Just give me a call to know, just to say hi. Pick up the phone. Call in and say, hi, Dr. Jeff. Just wanted to say hi. Boom. That was easy. And you're going to get, tell me what kind of dog or cat you have. And you'll get a free Kong or, and ProSense. How cool is that for doing hardly anything except picking up the phone and dialing a bunch of numbers and saying hi? So we were talking about surgery for cataracts last week. We're going to be we're ending that. It's something that typically is done by a board-certified ophthalmologist. It's a machine they use. They call it phaco emulsification. The trends, as if you were listening, have changed, and now the ophthalmologists prefer immature cataracts. They feel that because they're taking out the lens, they get better results from taking out the cataract when it's young and still softer. Whereas if you wait too long, though some of the cataract might contract and, and the dog might actually then be able to see around this contracture, but it's harder to do the surgery. So the recommendation is go ahead, do it when the, the pet is younger. And as I mentioned, they also now the lens that is being removed, which is really not the great a lens. Dog's vision is not so great, but they are implanting a new lens that actually will give better correction. So it's interesting to note that a dog who had a cataract could potentially be totally blind. They had a cataract lens or lenses removed, replaced by a new lens that gives better correction. And these dogs could see actually better after a cataract surgery than they ever did before they developed a cataract. That's really cool. One eye or both eyes mentioned again, if cataracts are both eyes, you got two young cataracts to work with. Chances are you do them both at the same time. One of them is going to take, but then again, it's going to cost you more. Or, or do one and say to yourself, look, let's try this one. I know that doctor's great. We'll see how we do. If we do well, then leave the second eye. The dogs, as I said, they get along just fine. They get along fine with no sight. So one eye is plenty good. You know, if money's a real object, uh, do one at a time. If it works, great. You don't need to do the second one. And if you have to, then you go and come back into the second one. Now, we've gone through a lot of diseases. By the way, we, you know, let's look for a second look at, we talked about glaucoma uh, a couple of weeks ago. The opposite of glaucoma. Glaucoma, again, is where the pressure in the eye builds up so much. It uh, can cause blindness. Very, very painful. It can put a, a lot of pressure because of the pressure buildup on the optic disc, thus the optic nerve, causing blindness. Often, often these eyes can be surgically treated with either cryosurgery. They put little drains in like they do in people, and they actually just a permanent drain so the pressure can continually relieve itself. Medication, a number of really good medications. Ophthalmic medication is very expensive. But ultimately, many, many of these pets need to have their eyes removed. 
it's pretty sad. But again, they do just fine, especially if it's one-sided. The problem is oftentimes when we have these glaucoma cases, it is bilateral, meaning both eyes. So just something that we have to keep, pardon the pun, keep an eye on. Uveitis is the opposite. Uveitis is where it's, it's an inflammatory condition. However, the, here, the pressures drop too low. Low normal might be five millimeters of mercury, and a dog with uveitis would be less than five. Not as painful as glaucoma, medically treated. And usually with uveitis, you're looking for another problem. There, you know, a lot of times we have conditions we call ocular manifestations of a systemic disease, which means that the problem that we are being seen or we are diagnosing in an eye is actually not the primary problem. It is secondary to something else, somewhere else in the body. It could be anywhere. So a lot of systemic diseases actually will have some what we call ocular manifestations. So a lot of times you really do have to play detective and we have to get out and find, okay, what is going on? What diseases is this eye condition often associated with? Let's try to rule in or rule out those diseases. So anyway, we are at that halfway point. It goes very quickly. I still have not gotten that call for a free ProSense or a free Comtoy. So do so, 877-385-8882. Join in the conversation here at Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff or send me a quick email to drjeff at petliferadio.com. It will be forwarded to me real time. Uh, don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute after our commercial break. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm home. My hair looks cute. Now what? Bringing home a puppy or new dog is exciting, and he's depending on you to keep him in good health. Dogs need special care to keep them healthy as they grow throughout their entire life. Caring for their health is critical in all stages. With ProSense, it's simple and convenient to give your dog the care it needs with effective and quality products that treat, prevent, and provide essential daily vitamins and minerals. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. There's nothing more delicious and healthy than an old family recipe. And for over 50 years, our family's been creating them especially for your pets. Nutrisource Super Premium Pet Foods. Dog and cat food that's all natural, holistic, and organic. Nutrisource Pet Foods contain our patented Good for Life system for your pet's optimum health and well-being. So order now. Safe quality food made by our family for your furry family members. Go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. From our family to yours, KLM Family Brands. It's DesignerPetSweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com 
Hi, this is Jody Miller Young from Bark and Swagger. Tune in for everything pet fashion and more from fashion tips and runway trends, products and designs I love, to fabulous home decor for your furry friend. You'll find it all here. Be the first to discover the new. So, what are you waiting for? Find me on Pet Life Radio. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> And welcome back here at Pet Life Radio. Ask the with Dr. Jeff. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Werber. I'm here for another rapidly moving 15 or so minutes, 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I still have not heard from anybody. I want to see. I want one caller just to pick up the phone, 877-385-8882, kind of just to even let me know and let Mark know in, in our uh, studio that you are there and listening. And all it's going to cost you is nothing. And you get in exchange some pro sense and a con toy for your pet. You can't go wrong. Once again, 877-385-8882. Prove to me that you're out there. Or if you want, just join in the conversation here on Pet Life Ready. If you're sitting there with your computer right there ready to go, that's very, very easy to do as well. So we've gone through a lot of eye things. We've gone through dystochiasis, trichiasis, those are the aberrant lashes, microphthalmia uh, that we see in collies. That's the eye opening is actually super, super small. Retinal dysplasias. We see this in retrievers where these dogs are often blind or they become blind. PRA, progressive retinal atrophy. PRD, progressive retinal dystrophy. So these are all conditions that we see, but they are the zebras. They're the ones that you're not going to see very often. Glaucoma, cataracts, you're going to see those a lot more frequently. Cherry eye, oh my God, depending on the breeds, once again, Cocker Spaniels, English Bulldogs, Cheetahs, Losses, Rottweilers, uh, you're going to see a lot of cherry eye. But the two conditions by far are I see or a veterinarian sees more than anything, probably the, the most common reasons that people come in with eye issues. It's going to be tearing, we call epiphora. It's going to be conjunctivitis, which is a redness and sometimes crusting and discharge around the eye. The sclera, which is the white part of the eye, becomes injected. We call it scleral injection. It gets You can see the blood vessels coming in. It's very pink, squinting sometimes. And lastly, it's the corneal ulcer or erosion. And that is the scratch on the eye that causes problems. And those are, as I said, far and away the most common things we see. So to get through them, let's for the epiphora. The epiphora is normal, natural. It's excessive tearing. And... Dogs tear often. They have tear glands in the upper and lower portion of their eyelids. They have, as, as we know now, the accessory nictitans uh, membrane has a gland inside called the gland of the third eyelid. That too produces tears, as those are accessory tears. And we also have tear ducts that drain these tears. And where are these tears typically drained? Well, they are drained through the nose. You can actually, it's so interesting, you can take a fine like nylon suture material, pass it through the duct on the inside corner of the lower or upper lid and start feeding it through and it comes out of the nose. That's assuming the plumbing is normal and working and everything is cool. Now, what happens 
to tears that don't make it through the drain, in other words, through the nose, or when there is either a plug, physical plug, or a kink in these ducts that are draining, well, then the tears have no choice. If the tear glands are still working fine, what happens to the tears? Well, they, they fill up in the well and the conjunctiva of the lower part of the eye, and then they spill over. And this happens in more dogs than you know. However, where do we really see the problem? We see this problem typically in the white or light-colored dogs, the buff colors, the creams, the whites, the beiges, because white tears, when they sit on his hair long enough, stain. They become darker. So we have what's called tear staining. That is often an aesthetic problem. All right? Let me say it again. It's more or less an aesthetic problem. It looks bad to you, but it's, there's really not a problem necessarily in the plumbing. And some easy ways to find out, there is a dye. We're going to talk about this dye when we get to the ulcers and the erosions. It's called fluorescine. So one of the things a doctor may do to see if the plumbing at least is working is put a couple of drops of this dye in the eye or these little strips, fluorescine strips. And you wet the eye with some saline and you put the strip in and it's, it's, it looks orange, but it comes out fluorescent green. And then you take a black light, a woods lamp it's called, and you put this dog or, you know, into a dark room. And if everything is working fine, you are actually going to see this fluorescent, bright green coming out of the nose, which is where it's supposed to. So eye comes out in the nose, then you're doing well. Now, what happens when you put it in the eye and it doesn't come out of the nose, but now you see the fluorescent coming right here on the face. So now we know we have some sort of plug. You can call Roto-Rooter or your local plumber or... You can actually just see us, see your veterinarian, and there are a number of things that we can do to try to flush these ducts. Now, some dogs are born with incomplete ducts. In other words, we can find the opening, actually cannulate it, put a little thin, thin needle in, and flush, and all it does is goes nowhere, or it just comes, if you put it in the lower eye, it comes out of the upper. If you put it in the upper, it comes out of lower, but never makes it to the nose. Now, one of the problems that one of my Frenchies has, any brachycephalic breed, Brachycephalic breeds are those pushed-in face dogs that actually get a kink because they're, they're, you're taking a, a duck that's supposed to be like this, all right, and you compress it, you smush it on both ends because the whole face gets pushed in. So now this duct has a lot of kinks in it. it think about this. It doesn't necessarily shorten, all right? It just gets compressed as we breed these dogs with shorter and shorter and shorter pushed-in faces. So if you look at your Persian cats, what do you see with Persian cats and Himalayans? You see, because they have these little pushed in faces, you see tons of discharge coming out of their eyes because we have created this monster in our breeding practices. We want the pushed in face, but with that is going to come some other issues. It's going to come noisy breathing. It's going to come tear stains. It's going to be these tears that are falling over the lower lid of the eyes into the fold. Then the fold is going to get moist. And with the moist dark, what do you get with moist and dark? You get yeast infections. You get bacterial infections. Don't complain. This is what you've bred for. So we have to you know, work with it. There are a number of ways we can do it. There are some good products out there that we can use that uh, can either change the pH of the tears so they're still there but they don't leave a stain. If, in fact, we think there's an inflammatory condition where this is a newer problem in an adult dog, well, then you got to say to yourself, well, wait a second. If this wasn't there six weeks ago, the duct didn't get shorter in six weeks. It, was, it, it is what it is. 
That means there must be some condition going on today that wasn't there six weeks ago. Let's find out what it is. Is it infection? Is it actually debris? Let's sedate this dog or cat. Let's put a drain into the ducts, the tear ducts, and let's flush and see if this stuff comes out of the nose. I've had them where I'm pushing and pushing and pushing, nothing, 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 and all of a sudden, like an explosion, and the stuff. So there was obviously something got in the eye that then got into the duct, started making its way, and actually got stuck. And as soon as I flushed and flushed it out, dog was back to normal. So these are some of the things we could do. Any inflammatory condition can have this effect as well. So anyway, that's it for today. Next week, we are going to finish with the two most common eye problems that you're going to take your pet to the veterinarian for. That's going to be conjunctivitis or corneal ulcer or erosion. We're going to talk about how, why, the dangers, if any, etc. So um, no one is getting a free Kong toy or free um, ProSense product today. Shame on you. 877-385-8882. Even if you send me an email during the week to drjeff at petliferadio.com with a question, we will answer on air and you will get your goodies as well. So if that's not enough incentive, I have no idea what is. Anyway, thanks for joining. I know you're out there. Uh, We'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Kong and ProSense. And we're working on more sponsorships. And we'll be back next Sunday. Have a terrific week. Once again, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber, Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Let's talk pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.